Hello, cleaning buddies. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jin Lin. I'm being a little quiet because my baby's sleeping, but I'm trying to motivate myself. So I decided I would do another chapter on our um, smartphone dumb phone book by Alan Carr and John Dicey. And as always, you've got to read the book. Um, if you're not reading the book, this is not going to help you. And you're going to say that didn't work. And it's because you're not reading the book. You got to read the book. Hang on, I think I just heard my baby. Maybe not. Okay. Um, so chapter three is titled The Problem. And it says that studies revealed that there are damaging effects of overuse of technology. One thing is that it strains your brain, so your memory, attention span, concentration, organization, empathy, your self-control, all kind of, there's an issue there. So if you find yourself not really being able to remember things, not being able to pay attention to people speaking to you um, when you have been able to before, um, things being really unorganized like your house, um, empathy is one of the things where because you're talking to a screen, you can be kind of ugly to people not thinking that there's a person reading that. So that's what they're talking about there. And then self-control, like being able to stop. Um, I just had to stop myself because I have this little um, like endoscope camera and I've been like really looking at my skin since I've been using Retin-A, of course, using my phone. And um, I was like, I'm only going to do this for just a minute. And um, I was like, um, I finally had to pull myself away from even that. So anyway, um, there's also information overload, um, multitasking. It's funny. The book says this multitasking is a myth, um, because that's come up in other things that I've, um, read and classes I've taken and stuff. Um, your TV plus the phone, it does make a difference when you're connecting with others. Um, brain research says this, and I just know personally, because the first time that I was off my phone, Um, which I didn't follow the rules. That's why I went back um, and didn't pick up on some of these things. Um, When I was actually watching TV and like participating in the same shows with my family, it is different. It really is. Um, You're also using your brain on a more shallow level. And um, that's kind of a problem because brains are very plastic, which means that they change to accommodate whatever we're doing. So your brain is actually going to reorganize itself to accommodate shallow levels of thought, um, which means it's less able to have deep thoughts. And that's not something you want. But since the brain is plastic, it's also something that you can change. Um, I'm trying to see what I wrote here. I have look up something. Page of... Oh, page of distraction. Every time you give in, um, it conditions your brain to be easily distracted. So like if you just go to a news page now, there's ads on the side, there's clickbait, there's things trying to get your attention, there's pop-ups. I mean, it's almost like if you were trying to, like if you're ever at the mall and you're trying to go to one specific store and all those people from all the little kiosks are like attacking you with perfume and um, lotion samples and things like that. And if you start paying attention to them, then 
you know, click on everything, click here, click there. It makes your brain get programmed to be easily distracted. Um, there's also a lack of imagination. This is one thing that I really, with our children, it scares me because it just does. Um, your brain is always on and it's now like full of meaningless stuff. Like the memes I was talking about in the other chapter, um, meaningless work and information. Um, most people are living in fear of boredom or emptiness, but that's actually where, you know, you have those thoughts. If any of you are old enough to remember what life was like before phones and stuff like that, you know, wow, we came up with some stuff to do, didn't we? Um, and now kids are just sitting and they're just sitting and they're not learning how to play instruments and they're not reading books and they're not, they don't have chemistry sets. They're not doing those things anymore. So, um, it's, it's kind of scary. Um, funny thing this weekend on my time hop came up 10 years ago was when I joined Facebook and I said something like, I got a new phone and it came with this nifty Facebook app. And I was just like, wow, I was wondering like how long has it been that I've been hooked on my phone? And it's been 10 years because pretty much as soon as that happened. All right. Um, loss of memory, our number member, number memory. Um, we used to be able to write, I remember about seven digits, which was the length of a phone number without the area code. Um, but we also remembered numbers because we had to type them in. We were typing them in constantly, which is reinforcing memory of the numbers. That's just my input on it. Um, but the book says we've actually gone from being able to remember seven to nine to only five. Um, oh, the baby is up. Gosh, not only that, but we're bombarded with so much other info that we can't retain much of anything. Um, this is a really long chapter. I will see. I don't think I can get through this by the time I have to go get her. This one's going to be really, really long. In fact, chapter three may have to be two parts. Um, all right. But this is the part I did most recently, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, they go on to talk about social media. The apps are free because they are selling your data. Um, I was also talking about like I have this buying addiction too, or like buying all kinds of things because the ads are so targeted. It looks at what you Google, what you buy, like it mixes it all together and just throws you stuff that you're going. I mean, it even looks at comments and things you post. It's crazy. Um, with social media, we're also afraid to miss out on something that will affect our social life. But we don't realize that using it without boundaries has actually killed our real social life because we're always on our phone. Like we can't even make time to actually go see people. Um, and they said it's a fake social environment with fake personas, fake opinions, fake news. Um, and when you're switching on your device, you're actually switching off the real people that are in your home or in your life. Um, I'm Again, with games, I'm not going to talk a lot about games. But one of the things about games, it said that people use it to avoid reality. Um, you build skills in the games, you get like really good and you get like all this XP and all that weird stuff that they do. But instead of, you know, you're doing this in a game, you're not actually accomplishing anything in real life. Um, that includes, um, it was saying that poorly qualified men, which I guess would just be guys that would be like, um, you know, the important jobs, but they're like lower level. And I think we kind of are realizing how important some of these things are like, um, the guys that can pick up your trash, the guys that are um, working in warehouses and packing stuff and sending it to us, like 
those kind of jobs that don't take a lot of skills, but these people are dropping out of the job market because they'd rather sit and play um, games um, because they're a hero in the game and they're a zero on the outside. Um, gaming addiction, though, was one of the things that they say, like if you have a gaming addiction, whether it's Candy Crush or PlayStation or whatever, you have to stop that completely. There's no doing it partway for games. Um, this chapter had a lot more on social media and games, but it's already this, my notes for this are really long, so I'm not going into that. Um, so then they start talking a little bit more about escaping and getting away from this stuff. Once you commit to escape and understand how to do it, it's very easy. You just have to follow the instructions. Um, most of us are consistently checking and end up disappointed. Imagine doing the same thing with your mailbox at home, going outside to check five, six, seven, a hundred times a day. You would be crazy. You would look crazy. Um, what if it did result in more mail, but only junk? You would keep checking in hopes that you are finally going to get something meaningful out of your mailbox. And that's basically what's going on with our social media. When I was talking about trying to limit just to my close friends and family, and all I'm seeing is memes and meaningless games, again. Um, the big point here, killing time. If the time had been spent reading, learning, creating, or at least, at least you would not have, um, it wouldn't be wasted, but we're literally wasting our precious lives looking at memes that give us absolutely no value in life. And I mean, obviously other things besides memes, but this book uses words like empty, guilty, exhausted, hollowed out to describe how it feels wasting your life on a device. And that really is the feeling. Um, so this was actually from the losing sleep section, which I don't have a problem with. Um, but during the day, if I'm at home, it is a big problem. Another big point. Um, a stranger likes or comments on something you posted and you get dopamine hit. <clears throat> but your child or spouse wants some of your time, which would result in real joy, and you can't wait for them to go away. I mean, that has happened to me. And it's, you know, it's almost shameful to say, but it's real life. It's what's going on in my life right now. Um, what if they really did go away? How hard would you fight to get them back? I mean, if they were like, all right, I'm tired of this, I'm out. Like, wouldn't you be willing to just do anything to have them back? What about the internet stranger? The person that liked your comment and you're so happy that they were paying attention. You know, you wouldn't give a flying flip. So which one deserves more time? Obviously, your family. Um, I've recently been off more, and I think I talked about this. And it's some of those real joy moments... Um, I've had some of those and it reminded me that I needed to get back to doing this. Um, the rest of this was more about sleep deprivation and blue light, which I'm not going to go into. Um, the good news about all of this is that it is reversible. It's all reversible. You have to admit the addiction is your problem and not others' expectations of you. And this is where we start getting into some real talk. The third instruction is see your situation for what it really is. Um, and this is like something that I highlighted. It isn't others' perception or opinion of the way you live your life. It is the way you are living your life. And I will say that one more time. It isn't others' perceptions or opinion of the way you live your life that's the problem. It is the way you are living your life that is the problem. You must change your mindset. Um, cigarettes, it's a little easier to think about like if you are completely done with them and then you're like, Oh, I'll just have this one. You know, obviously you're going to get hooked right in again. Digital addiction requires to keep from having that happen. You have to have a clearly defined 
distinction between smart use and dumb use. For me, this is where I screwed up last time. Um, so forgive me if I like talk about that over and over again, but you've got to do that distinguishing thing. Your task, and not right now, but is to distinguish between apps and use that give you a genuine benefit versus those that give you the illusion of pleasure and comfort, which are junk apps or junk use. How? You have to make the decision, but later the book will tell you how, um, and you'll be given tools to make that decision. One of those tools is your mind, and right now it is brainwashed. This is where, you know, I got a little bit like, wait, what? The first time I read the book, but just, just keep listening. Just hear it out. Um, there's going to be more about this in the next chapter. Um, know that you may feel like a slave to it, but you still have the power to take back control. The fourth instruction, and this one is super important, is to open your mind. You really have to open your mind when it comes to talking about brainwashing, because most of us, when we think about brainwashing, we think about cults and just terrible things. Um, and I think when you finish the book, you'll see it in that light a little bit. Um, but how do you do that? You have to prepare yourself to accept the possibility that what you've read here may be true or what you read here from this point on may be true, even if it seems crazy when you first read it. Um, and the book explains why that statement right there is not brainwashing. So a lot of times brainwashing happens. People convince you something crazy and you're brainwashed into thinking this crazy thing that's not true. But in this case, um, you have to accept the possibility that some of the stuff you're going to read in the next little bit seems crazy, but it's actually the antidote to the brainwashing. It's not more brainwashing. Easy Way asks you to open your mind to all versions of facts and allow your innate knowledge and logic to distinguish or discern what is the actual truth. So if you simply resist and dismiss what you read in this book, you create a mental block and it will not work. If you just remain open to the idea that these things might be true, then it's going to be, so I'm not saying just be like, oh yes, it's absolutely true, but just keep an open mind that they might be true. Um, and don't go on in the book until you're sure you can entertain those possibilities. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I just wrote all this stuff because it's like one of those soapbox things for me. Um, so anyway, I think this was actually a question that in the book, do you live your life with your mind largely made up by other people? I'm pretty sure it was. Most people do live their lives with their mind largely made up by other people. If you take the path of questioning everything you've ever been told or thought of in your life, it is a very confusing and hard place to be. And I know because for most things in my life, not all things, but for most things in my life, I have done exactly that. Um, here's some examples, just some questions to ask yourself. It does not mean anything about you or anything else. Most of these things I did for years myself. So I'm just throwing these out there. Do you use your parents' car insurance company? Do you freely, did you freely choose your religious or spiritual beliefs or were you just raised from the ground up believing something and you never really thought it out yourself and thought, do I really believe these things? And this for me is something that's kind of coming full circle right now. Um, it was, it's been quite a journey for me with my religious slash spiritual beliefs, but, um, it doesn't mean that you're going, going to throw your beliefs and ideas away. It just means, have you, do you really believe them yourself or are you just following what somebody told you to follow? Um, because if you're just following somebody else, it's not, it's not a good thing. Even if you, you know, Anyway, getting off the soapbox. Okay. Do you sometimes disagree with your friends or political parties' ideas, but then admonish or convince yourself that they're right? 
um, if you do any of those things, um, the book gave the example about the sun. Um, have you been to the sun? No, then you're basically using, um, other people's beliefs to know what the sun is and how, you know, um, and before the scientific belief we have now about it, people thought that it was a God in a chariot going across the sky every day. So the point is, you may only have one version of facts that you've ever considered. Without ever considering opposing viewpoints, you're highly susceptible to brainwashing. Um, and they give this great example of the two tables. You must see the example of the two tables. I'm not going to get into it. Um, addiction thrives on the idea that there's only one explanation for everything. And that's the end of chapter three and the baby's crying now. So I am going to go and get her. And, um, I hope you guys keep reading and I hope you guys, um, get something useful from all of that.